0: Welcome back, friends. I'm your host, Sammy Sue, and I am so honored to have a local Arizona salon owner and stylist, Amber Pope, on the show. Amber is such an inspiration to me personally, and I am overjoyed that she has agreed to let me interview her. Amber has been in the hair industry for over 15 years. At the start of her career, she trained with Bumble and Bumble, and after returning home to Arizona, had the incredible opportunity to work and train with Sassoon Salon. Being able to blend the two schools of practice behind the chair allows her to create both lived-in shapes and colors, as well as structured geometric shapes with strong color blocking. The combination of the foundations is extraordinary. Amber opened Salon 27 five and a half years ago, wanting to create an environment of learning, sharing, and support for her staff and clients alike. Having recently relocated to Mesa, Amber has doubled the size of her salon, offering a luxurious yet familiar environment. Amber also hosts a YouTube podcast called 27 Talks, where she discusses community topics from salon support, new technologies, self-care behind the chair, and everything in between. It's really come full circle having Amber on the show as my second guest interview. We compare notes about being in the beauty industry, finding inspiration for her new spring editorial collection, how she juggles being a salon owner, creative director, product creator, educator, YouTuber, podcaster, wife, and mother. Amber, thank you so, so much for your time and energy. All right, fam, let's get into it. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Amber? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Sammy? I'm so good. Thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on my podcast today. I have such respect and admiration for you, so I really appreciate your time.
1: Oh, it goes both ways. Both ways. I am so always honored to have you in, you know, my bubble in our in our amazing industry that we're both part of. But gosh, I just love being able to lean on you for all things hair. And it is such a huge honor that you asked
0: me to be on your talk today. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, it seems only fitting. um, (laughs) Since I was, Your second interview, I believe, on your YouTube podcast, 27 Talks.
1: Absolutely. And it was crazy times we were in back then. It seems like it could have been 10 years ago, but yesterday at this (laughs) time.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I keep saying last year, thinking it was 2019, because like 2020 was just such a weird blip.
1: It totally is. We were just talking about that yesterday, um, you know, just kind of reflecting. You know, it was with my salon manager and just reflecting on what, you know, we've come through in this last, you know, quote unquote year. And it's over a year. And we kept thinking the same thing. No, that was 2019. <sighs> I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was 2020. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, weird times we've all been through, but it's good to be on this side of it. It feels like there's hope on the horizon, you know?
0: Finally, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to jump right in and talk about what you love about doing hair. Oh,
1: my gosh. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know that's probably what most, you know, insane hairdressers say is like, how much time do you have? Because I could talk about hair all day. I love that hair found me, you know, like hair, I did not find hair. I did not think about hair until it slapped me across the face. And I realized that there's so much artistry and craft that goes into what we did and when, or what we do. And back then, when I found hair, or I mean, again, when it found me, and I was, a you know, kind of like aware of it, I did not take it seriously. I was like, oh, whatever. A haircut is a haircut is a haircut. And I love that there's so much that really goes into every aspect of what we do behind the chair, the community that we're part of, the artistry that it gives the individual doing the craft, and how it makes people feel when they walk out your door. I mean, come on, Mm -hmm. that's like the biggest thing is just that over the moon. They're dancing on the way out. You're running <laughs> laps in the salon going, I crushed
0: that. It's so good. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, that's so great. And uh, you've been doing hair for like over 15 years, right?
1: Yeah, I started hair. It Again, it it found me in 2005 Um, when I had a huge life shift and I moved to Florida Mm -hmm. and I was lost and I didn't know what I was going to (laughs) do and, and that's when it found me. So yeah, I've been behind the chair a long time, a long time now. It's crazy.
0: And you are a salon owner, um, for our listeners. Fun fact, I actually interviewed, uh, to work with you, um, at your original, um, 27 or Salon 27 uh location in Chandler, Arizona. Um, unfortunately, it was just a little too far away. I'm in Central Phoenix, but I since then have just, like I said, have the you know biggest admiration and utmost respect for you. And I I feel like me interviewing for you really was the purpose to just have that connection and to build that relationship with you in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) I couldn't
1: agree more. It was meant to be. We needed to find each other.
0: (laughs) Agreed. And your salon just recently moved to an amazing location. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. And I had the luxury of, uh, teaching a haircutting class with you. And I was just blown away about, I mean, just the overall aesthetic of the shop and your incredible team of artists that you've been able to curate. And I just want you to talk about the pros and cons of being a salon owner for those that might be interested, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and give any advice uh, to people that are considering opening their own salon.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it's quite the journey. I mean, we, and thank you again, Sammy, that class was awesome. And my team loves it when we get to experience anything that you're doing behind the chair and you're right. I have the most incredible team. My team is phenomenal. I'm their biggest cheerleader. I would not have opened a salon unless I wanted to create a culture and a community of stylists working side by side Uh, behind the chair, I opened, and let me back up and say, we opened, Mm -hmm. uh, because I need to at least acknowledge Chet. Chet was, Chet was (laughs) absolutely my husband, Chet. Um, Chet and I have been married for 17 years, and holy schmoly, one day he was like, we've got to open a salon, and I was like, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the time had come where I truly needed to be amongst other like-minded you know craft stylists I needed to be um, motivated by them I needed I wanted to inspire I wanted to be inspired and I wanted to create collectively and I think that that right there is a good seed to make awesome stuff happen Um, the idea that it wasn't Yes, it would be serving for me, but it was to be collective as, mm-hmm. as a group. And I think that that ingredient that we baked into Salon 27 in the very beginning was just like, let's make a safe place for artists to do their thing. And it felt really great. Um, and it was a slow move. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> slow Uphill. I mean, by the time you came in those doors, and that day when I watched you walk from the parking lot into the front door, and I was like, Her, I must know her. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, we were a very small organization. You know, we only had like 1,300 square feet. And I mm-hmm. specifically chose that location because if this idea, Of like, I really like people. I really like hairdressers. I want to be around a lot of hairdressers. But if nobody wanted to be with me, I could still keep the lights on and unlock the door and still pay the lease for five Mm -hmm. years. And so I want to say to you know, kind of answer that question specifically. What advice do I have to anybody who wants to open a salon? I say, what are your intentions with doing it? And coming from a place of creating culture and community is always a good first step. And second, don't ever bite off more than you can chew because <laughs> it is, it, I, I, we called the salon our third child for a reason because the nurturing, the care, the love that it takes. It really is our third child. And now it's the third child that has grown to be like an absolute, like lovely monster. I love (laughs) it. (laughs) But but it's big. It's big.
0: (laughs) How many square feet is your new place?
1: So we went from like just at 1300 for the other salon. It was seven chairs and two bowls. And we jumped into, and mind you, for listeners, like, we did this insanity of moving our salon during shutdown. Like, I don't know what possessed us one day. I think the deliriousness of being in shutdown. (laughs) (laughs) But I was really scared to go from that small square footage to then reopen, like when, when we were able to reopen and not knowing what safety measures were going to look like and equally not having the square footage to be able to all of us be together. And I mean, this was, you know, we're talking May of 2020 when we reopened. Gosh, you just didn't know, like, how many people can you have in a building at any time? Mm -hmm. You know, what did that look like? So we were motivated with needing a bigger footprint back then. Um, So we started looking for spaces. And we were also, like, working smart and efficient. We needed to have a place that already had bones Mm -hmm. there. And that's my other point to just tell anybody who's looking to open a salon is, it costs a ton of money to put electrical and plumbing into a business. And if you can find something that already has that and make it work for your benefit, that is the way to go. And so that's what we were able to achieve um, in, uh, during shutdown. And we found our location and worked that deal before reopen even happened. And the square footage of our new space, we are about 3,300 square feet. Uh, wow. We op yeah we opened with um we opened with sixteen chairs not all filled but with the idea to grow the team and we currently as of this past month we've made some more upgrades and changes to the salon so we have twenty one chairs now 20, wow. two, 21 chairs yeah.
0: That's amazing. That's, like, such an accomplishment. You should feel so proud. Thank you. It's,
1: it's been a really fun ride.
0: <laughs> I bet. And you're just getting started. I feel like you're just, you know, you're, like, climbing the top of the roller coaster. You know what I mean? It's, like, you're getting to that peak, and then you're just going to soar in the next, like, five, ten years. Aww. I'm just, like, so excited to see where this journey takes you. <laughs>
1: I have goosebumps. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to be there like rooting for each other the whole way. Yes. I know that.
0: The whole way. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan, girl.
1: <laughs> same. Same.
0: <laughs> so ba- to kind of backpedal to 27 Talks, which is your yeah. YouTube podcast, mm-hmm. um, again, which I was just honored to be a guest on, mm-hmm. what was your inspiration behind creating this? Was it just the bringing the community together? Was it to connect with other, you know, creative people? Because that seems to be such a huge motivator for you is just creating and uh, community in general. Was it both? Like, what was the inspiration for you to to do this?
1: Yeah, I think on the back end of it is always about connection, right? It's always about connection. But like, if I you know me, I'm gonna lay it all out there. I'm gonna be honest. And so I'm gonna be
0: honest right now. I was lonely. I was so
1: lonely. I was so lonely.
0: Fair. I feel I, like we all had that that sting of loneliness in 2020. I was missing I, I told
1: my my good friend Ben Coe, who is, you know, my here uh, Arizona based um, craft stylist you know, ex-Sassoon creative director and my mentor. So I reached out to Ben and I was like, I feel like I am operating with like one half of my body, just not even with me because we weren't touching, feeling people. My hands just weren't in here. I'm not leading my team. I feel so disconnected from everything. And when you go to work as many days as we do behind the chair, interacting with as many people as we do, I... I was feeling that I was getting ready to go down into a not great place mm. and just lonely and just disconnected. Everybody was in this moment. I, my story is not anything different than anybody else's, but I was like, well, how many phone calls can I make a day to connect with people? And then all of a sudden I was like, you know, I've been on these incredible like Zoom calls with heads of brands touching in with me, making me feel good. And I felt great every time that I got off of like a zoom with, you know, R and co, or, um, you know, just even with our salon software company, like forest, they're great friends of ours, I would feel so connected with them. And then it was like, well, what next? And Mm -hmm. so I had this idea that you know, I just want to talk about why I love the industry. And also, I'm always thinking six months in advance, always at any given time, I always have six months ahead in my mind. And I was really wanting to touch in with people who I, like yourself, who I respect, I want to have feedback, I want to brainstorm ideas with, I want to know what your idea of the future is going to look like what are our teams going to be when we reopen what are we going to you know be faced with in terms of like education and just being like in person and that's how it began and then it snowballed <laughs> <laughs> so that was the start of it
0: yeah you've had some pretty incredible people featured on your on your YouTube podcast i mean wow like your ability to reach people across the world is just amazing. So to anybody listening to this, like absolutely check out 27 Talks. Um, you can find it on YouTube and then with uh, Amber, you know, through her Instagram, she always posts little clips on on her social media as well. So yeah. definitely tune into that guys because it's, it's worth a watch for sure.
1: Oh my gosh! thank you thank <laughs> you, thank you and it's yeah, it's been fun i I originally did it with also just to say like I loved the idea of kind of pushing myself into a very like uncomfortable place of being on camera mm-hmm. um and recording it that way, and I thought, well, we're all visual artists, so let me try it and see if I can like put it up on YouTube, but then I equally know you know how busy we all are and like, you know, even again, you know, in the in the midst of twenty twenty and then afterwards we're all like, oh, I'm gonna vacuum and, you know, pop my AirPods in and listen to something. So I had it on both platforms and it was really fun to be able to talk and just have the audio of it, which is great. And I feel like it's like it can reach so many more people. But it was really Mm -hmm. fun for my own self to do something that was very unnatural for me, which was get in front of the camera.
0: So It's fun. I mean, you're not going to grow unless you really push yourself right out of your comfort zone. So, oh, yeah, kick
1: yourself right out of that nest and like watch <laughs> how you fly because
0: you just got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> and I'm curious, actually, I just thought of this. Um, where did 27 come from? Your Instagram is Method 27, your salon is Salon 27, and then your podcast is 27 Talk. So, where did this 27 number come from?
1: Yeah, I love this question. This question is my fave because it's actually my anniversary. So oh. Chet and I, our lucky number has always been 27 when we got married. Um, now, like Chet and I, like I said, we've been married for 17 years, but I have known this dude. <laughs> <laughs> since I was 16 so we've been together a long been you know friends a long time and then obviously like married and friends a long time too um but his birthday is um you know two seven and so it was already tattooed on him when we got married and so we chose we chose the date um Two seven, um, to kind of give him a, a heads up when our anniversary was, and now it's been our it's been our ongoing <laughs> joke that um, it just kind of became our lucky number, and we started on twenty seven. I thought, well, what if we did like a p and company, or what if we did something where I didn't want to have like, I didn't want to name it anything that was like descriptive, and I really wanted like. <clears throat> just like an abbreviation or numerical but I knew we wouldn't stay we would open small and then move so I didn't want to be like sweet 109 mm-hmm. you know like I didn't want it to be like studio 109 or anything like that and we were like driving out of town one day and Chet, we were just he's like you've got to think of a name and I'm like I don't know like so much pressure <laughs> It just felt like so much pressure to like you can't like I mean, you can change it, but it's kind of hard once you got to stick with it, you know? For and sure. he just looked at me and he grabbed my hand and squeezed it really tight and said, what if we name it salon 27? And I was like, you're a bleeping genius. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, so it it stuck. And then when I started my professional Instagram, I decided to go with method 27 because I had already been working on the educational platform and and teaching in a methodology of Salon 27. And then that's Mm -hmm. how that happened. So Salon 27, Method 27, 27 talks just made sense. And we started that platform with doing two conversational topics and then like seven pop-up questions. So that was the two and the seven. And then... um, yeah like and then we open we oh my gosh we have a private label now like we have our own hair stuff that is messy 27 that.
0: yeah yeah congratulations that's a huge accomplishment as well for I think anyone in the industry to to create a product line like mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you just got yeah. it going on girl I'm so excited <laughs> and that's one of that's going to be my pet project like I can't wait to like get us to the point where I can like put my safety goggles on and like get into lab and like make more stuff you know what I mean like that's that's what's going to be happening next for us so I want to get and like actually craft some hair goop like get in there (laughs) with my beaker and my gloves and let's do this so um so that's hopefully I'm putting that out there in the universe that's what's coming next more expansion on that
0: oh yeah you'll you'll manifest that I have no doubt I have no doubt (laughs) thank you And once you do, then you can use it when you create these incredible editorial collections that you've been working on. You just, um, I think it was your spring collection. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, was, you know, I'm a creep and I'm always watching your social media and on your story, all of a sudden there was just this (laughs) incredible art and photography and models and hair and these crazy masks and makeup. I was just completely blown away. Talk to me a little bit about, um, the inspiration behind your spring collection and what we can expect when you release it.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it was so fun. This was our first collection. And like, I think we're over 18 months, maybe Mm -hmm. skirting on two years. So I needed time from our last collection was very like that was an emotional, like cathartic release for me. And then it took so much out of me that I needed time. And then I took so much time that then COVID happened (laughs) And and then we needed to get our footing. And so this was the first collection with all my stylists working together of our, our actual team 27, as it is today, this was everybody coming together. And so it was so fun to lay it out where like my um, original team members who've been with me this whole journey took team lead for each one of the um the genres, and then all of our newer people who have no like they did not know what to expect <laughs> they did not know what to expect <laughs> with any of this um, they were there as you know helping hands you know, brainstorming ideas. And then, so this was the first time that I actually got to, I stepped away. I didn't do any of the hair and I was able to lead the team in like a true creative direction. And so um, we had to incorporate masks because we're still Mm -hmm. in that time right now and safety first, but how cool to like make actual masks be part of this art and um so anyway yeah this collection we based it off <laughs> of um we've based it off of um actual like this sort of space time waiting room I really was in my head a little bit about thinking about we're not where we were and mm-hmm. we're not quite where we're going <laughs> and I remember thinking there's this shot that happened in this um old 90s movie I love it it's um, a life less ordinary and it's like Cameron Diaz and um, Ewan McGregor and it's about like falling in love and I love love and I'm <laughs> so happy but there's this interesting scene where two of the characters are in this waiting room and it's like a waiting room it is not on earth you know we don't know where what plane of existence it's on but they're completely in this white room where they are the only thing that is like in contrast. It's just them as people, like the phones are white, the television or the, um, you know, typewriters white and all of this, it's just very dreamy. And I loved that shot so much that I'm like, it looks like a space time waiting room. And so then I don't know if you realize how much of a science,
0: nerd I am (laughs) tell me more (laughs) but I am and so (laughs) um
1: Chet makes fun of me all the time because we went you know again we went to high school together he's like seriously Amber took electives it's like chemistry as electives and it's very true and so um but I, I dove in on this idea of like a physics concept of Um, special relativity, which is space and time and how all of that is like equated to the, you know, the present of like where you are, like a map, like a star on a map where space is linear outwards and time runs up and down through it. And you have, you know, the future light and past light that are almost like mirror images of each other. And then you've got light traveling at the speed of light at a 45 degree dissecting it. So it was all these like theories of, you know, of just like special relativity. And like, I loved this idea of taking a romantic look at a mathematical equation and turning that into hair. And when I pitched this to the team, I think they all were just like, mouth agape just sort of like (laughs) what what amber what and so we broke it down by three groups and so we have team space team time and team relativity and our team space created the most stunning incredibly expansive texture And we're able to put a 45 degree angle in it. Like it is, it is mind blowing what they were able to create. It looks so phenomenal. Um, So there's our space and like hair that's actually physically taking up space and light shooting from behind that like pizza pie notch out of this like gorgeous texture And our team time based a braid off of a sundial and then Mm -hmm. created this like lovely, ethereal, big blown out texture um, on on their model. And then we have, you know, team relativity who it's kind of hardly, you're like, well, what do you do to like represent gravity? And then equally (laughs) for me to be like, what do you do for like, half light future light and we had this idea of like well in the mathematical equation there's you know this mirror image what if we used identical twins and then that's what we ended up doing so we had four models oh. but I mean when I do something like I go deep down the rabbit hole
0: <laughs> <laughs> which as artists I feel like we we all have a little bit of that in us right and As a creative director, of course, you go, like you said, all the way down that rabbit hole and just listening to you talk about it and the joy that it brings you even just in your voice talking about it is so inspiring. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I think those moments, thank you so much for saying that. I really do think though that everybody has moments like that, right? Like Mm. where you get it like a lightning bolt that strikes you and you cannot let that idea go. And that is like the one thing that I tell like my team and anybody else when we talk about like the creation of things, if it is just like this little buzz that's happening in your brain going, don't lose this idea, don't lose this idea. There is something there that needs to be explored. And I think listening to that and then finding a way to like craft it and whatever your medium is, whatever it is, crafting it out I mean I had that happen one night I was like sitting on the couch was thinking about collection this was years ago and I'm like I think I could make Darth Vader's helmet out of hair I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could do that and that that created we did an entire Star Wars collection based I on remember. one idea you know yeah.
0: so cool she I remember like, seeing those photos
1: <laughs> she looks like Darth Sia it's amazing <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh, I love that you're nerdy like me. That's so, that's so great.
1: <laughs> Nerds unite. Nerds unite. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so cool. So cool. Um. So, I mean, okay. Again, a little recap. So you're a salon owner, you're a creative director, you're, I mean, an artist through and through. You have so many side projects with you know, creating your own brand, your own product line, this amazing company, um, and you're married and a mom. <laughs> Give us a little glimpse into like a normal week for you and how y- you just are this amazing superwoman who can juggle all of it. What's normal? Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. So I guess to give me a glimpse of what um, a week kidding. a week for you on a on a good week looks yeah.
1: like. I honestly, I feel so lucky to have grown all the things that I've been able to grow, like two, two humans. (laughs) We grew two (laughs) humans, you know, (laughs) I grew this business to where it is like Chet and I have done that. Um, You know, I've been so lucky to be able to put all of that on my plate. And you know what, let me say, and I'll give you an answer to this question, but I have this and I'm going to, I'm going to steal it from a client that I talked to yesterday And I was telling her about, I've got a couple new things that are coming out and I'll be so excited to share with you when we get there. But I'm always like stacking it on. And I did this kind of like gesture where I'm like, no big deal. I'm like, just put it on my backpack. And I like kind of did this like over one shoulder, over the other shoulder. (laughs) I got it. Let's just do it. I mean, that's always my attitude. And she said, you know how people say, you know, fill up your plate and you know when your plate is full. And she's like, there's just some people like your plate is your it's it's individual, right? Like some people's plate is like, you know, a teacup plate. And and that's perfect for that. That's where they're comfortable there. And then some people it's like a dinner plate. And she said, Amber, I know that my plate is a turkey platter. And I think your plate <laughs> is a turkey platter, too. Um, So our week is busy. It's so busy. And I always mm-hmm. wish that there's more hours in the day. And I will always continue to put more on because I truly deeply love it. And, you know, I have everything is scheduled in my life. Um, I tease and say, you know, I sleep when my calendar tells me to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have to be aware of boundaries of what my week looks like, too, because, you know, you don't want to hit the wall with it. But our normal week is, you know, the salons close, like, Sunday, Monday. So, Chet and I, on Sunday, that's our day to, like, get the salon going for the next week. And, like, you know, we we pay our people, which is always – I mean, that – honestly, that is my favorite day of the week is, like, running payroll for my team. I – cheer for them i get so excited like chet is amazing at what he does and so we like carve out all this time on sunday to do payroll and then write the newsletter for the team so that we have that great communication and then we spend the rest of the day with our boys and then it's like monday right into like school for them Mm -hmm. i'm home Chet also has like a, I'm air quoting a real job. Like he's in the salon with me, but he has like an actual like other job too. So he, so he's doing that. Um, and I'm working on content on Mondays. And then I'm still behind the chair at the moment. Um, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday and leading the team in the salon. And then Fridays are my day to work on like the podcast and, And help out with, again, writing more content and back to behind the chair all day on Saturdays and start over the week on Sundays. And I need that time to be busy during the week, you know, cultivating the team, really growing the team, growing the business, growing the boys, making Mm -hmm. sure they're eating well, you know, all (laughs) of that, cleaning my house and then. And then, you know, I have to take that time for myself and my resets are, I am very active um, on the, for me and I, I run and that's where I get to like, that's my quiet bubble and that's where I have my best ideas. And so I, I find that either I start the mornings with that or I'll end, end the day with that one of the two, but it's it's packed full and I you know I do it as gracefully as I can and sometimes it's messy you know mm-hmm. sometimes it is you know I usually at least have my lipstick on while I'm doing it but I you know it's <laughs> maybe, you know but like sometimes the clothes don't get folded for a couple of days you know and you have to have to give I've learned over the years to give myself breaks mm-hmm. um that like it'll get done um and it'll look great when it's done but I need to like I I have to cut myself a little bit of slack sometimes because that's a dangerous spot for me not self-checking. So I'm, you know, it took me to being 40 to figure out how to do that. I'm still working yeah. on
0: it. <laughs> hey, we're we're all still working on that part of uh work-life balance, I think, especially yeah. in our industry where it's so you know, it's the burnout is real and Ugh. um being behind the chair and, you know, being in any form of management or self-employment, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lot to, to really have that focus with work and coming home and dealing with everything at home. And I'm right there with you. Sometimes, you know, you just, you got to let stuff sit for a day and take that day to just, you know, hang out with your family and Mm -hmm. rest. Right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I think that you, you as a leader yourself too, and you're responsible for others, right? And that's a lot. That can be a lot of pressure. It really can be. And it's finding the prioritization of, okay, what, what do the people that depend on me need right here and now? And then my dearest and best friend always said, sometimes you need to remember when you don't need to iron socks. And that's (laughs) kind of it, right? Like, so so otherwise that's where the burnout comes when you're like ferociously ironing socks for like, <laughs> no good reason, right? Like there's just yeah. no good
0: reason. So <laughs> I love that analogy. That's perfect. <laughs>
1: She's the best. She's the love best. That. She gives me the best little like she kind of, like, slaps you across the face in a good way, you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah.
0: Just a good wake-up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I see that now. That that makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, So you touched a little bit about how Chet is, you know, your husband and is also working at the salon. He's the salon manager, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is.
0: So talk to me about, like, is that difficult to... It doesn't sound like it, but I'm just curious, you know, is it difficult to kind of have real, almost no separation with the two of you with work life and home life? Or do you both just like love being involved in the industry? It sounds, I mean, he obviously, you know, had the, you know, the light bulb idea for the name, um, which is so cool. I mean, is like, is he just involved in every asset with you or does he kind of take a step back and... Um, really let you be the boss like how does that how do those boundaries work between the two of you
1: yeah um, it's always something that we're constantly working on but Mm -hmm. at the time when Chet came on in the new space part of it was by default like he'd always been I used to call him the wizard behind the curtain because (laughs) he was so like active in the salon but never in the salon because you know again like he is, you know, kind of doing his corporate gig um, and then working on the back end for us. But during, you know, all the uncertainty of shutdown, he actually was laid off from his job. And Mm. it was kind of the, you know, all things for a reason. We opened the salon. He, He was shut down where he wasn't really working but he was still employed. So we're grinding, opening the salon, opening the salon. Like we're going to get there. We had a date. I kept moving the date closer and he kept saying back off on the pressure lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, But we did it, but we got there and I am not kidding you. Talk about like just a chain of events. We opened the salon day one. So excited. Day two, he gets laid off uh, and we, wow. We had our moment. We definitely had our moment where it was like he'd already been in the salon, already been growing it, like really getting it ready for open, like taking ownership over it in a new way that we both were. Mm -hmm. Um, And he ended up um, we took a walk. Our plaza is beautiful where we're at. We took a walk and we held hands and we both had a little tear and I let him, he's like, he's like, you gave me my 30 seconds and he shook it out. And I'm like, okay, let's get to work now. We have a plan. Let's do this. And really from that point up until that October, he began developing what that role looked like for him being in true operational management daily at the salon. And I desperately needed it. Because being behind the chair, you know, like you lead and you do hair too. It is Mm -hmm. like juggling plates on your head, a ball on the tip of your nose, and you're on ice skates. I mean, it's really (laughs) hard. It's Mm -hmm. really, really hard. And where there's times that things need to be addressed right then and there. In this moment, there is no way around it. And when you are stuck behind the chair and you can't do that, things snowball. And so the need was there. And Chet and I see eye to eye on the way that the business goes because that's the way we communicate. Um, you know, that's taken a lot of years of being really, like, really knowing each other mm-hmm. and equally. You know, I, I do think that every relationship, whether that's your family, your friend, or your partner, Um, does require sometimes some outside influence and like therapy is a good thing. You know, like Chet Mm -hmm. and I are stronger because of that COVID almost like shut us down and we came together, you know, we really came together because we have those communication skills that we're always working on. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to say it like, again, full disclosure, like couples therapy is if you're invested in it, it works. And so because of those tools that we, developed over the years that were also like reinforced during the times where we needed it, where we were not speaking that same language, we figured it out. And so now, literally, Chet and I, we drive to work every morning, (laughs) we get to work, we spend all day there. And we drive home on the way home. And it's actually been nice to have that togetherness, because we are not two boats in two separate oceans. Mm -hmm. We are now currently driving on the same freeway we are going the same direction we are in the two different cars side by side he has his operational I have my creative side and we both know our lanes Mm -hmm. and I think that is the the biggest thing that is like success for us is yes it's communication too it is that I 100% trust him in the things that I know he excels at. Mm. And he 100% trusts me in the areas that he knows I excel at. And we both support each other when we're thriving in that space. And then we both know how to, and learned, learned, learning, always <laughs> continuing to learn how to to bring that up when Hey, I am starting to smell smoke in the air. We need to kind of address that something's not working. And mm-hmm. so um we're both we're both doing it the best we damn well can at the
0: moment with it and it's yeah.
1: working. So
0: yeah. it um, sounds like you found an amazing ability to communicate to each other and kind of be each other's voice of reason when maybe you're going in a direction like he, you know, you were saying, okay, I want to open in a week. And he's like, "Eh, maybe let's, you know, backpedal a little bit. We're not ready. And, you know, on the creative side, you, you have full reign. So like, that's, that sounds like an amazing balance um, that you guys have been able to find. And, and I love your transparency, you know, with couples therapy, I think that is very admirable and amazing that you guys are, you know, willing to, to kind of be vulnerable and talk about that. So thank you.
1: Yeah, like Chet, Chet, you know, definitely is just he supports, I support, and we're we're so I don't know, it's just crazy. Like the who we were at sixteen and seventeen, I can't believe that <laughs> where we are now. It's crazy, but you know, and I think you know, we we still have that work to do in that good way, you know? And I I think we're both celebrating of that journey and that that sort of takes, mm, you have to give pause for that too, you know what I mean? Like you stop like just grind, grind, grind because then you're like distracted by the efforts rather than like, oh man, let's like sit back and for a second and like really appreciate what we've been able to do. Like we had that moment, like this week we were laying in bed like, Midnight and not like should be sleeping, but like I it was just so cute. He like grabbed my hand and was like, "We've really done something awesome. Like we need to like let's just have a moment and celebrate that." And like we never do that. That's so nice. Let's yeah. do that. And it was really it was good. And so I think again it's all about that support. Um, and I will say too, you know, I've seen so many other successful businesses and and if we're going to stick specifically with salons that have been able to actually achieve that same thing, even with, um, even with not being like, you know, a united couple, but just a united force, you know, Um, where, you know, maybe you do have one person who is just like the business brain and one person who is like behind the chair and creative, like that can work in, any type of, you know, relationship together. Um, but it just, it's kind of nice that I get to do it with the person I really love. So,
0: oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just adore you guys. Every time I see you guys in public, I mean, it's, it's always so great. And um, I just, I have to say again, I really loved the banana shirt that Chet was wearing the last time that I saw him. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a disco ball bananas tattooed on me and, uh, just, yeah, I have a love for bananas, uh, with a, with a, with a friend of mine one summer, everything was bananas and it was one of the best summers of my life. So her and I, she's a little bit more of a (laughs) a minimalist. So she has a banana leaf (laughs) tattoo and then I got the disco ball bananas. So. (laughs) <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, I didn't know that, and I must see this, and that's fantastic, <laughs> and it's so funny, our team members joke with him, and clients have joked with him, like, every so often when that shirt comes out, they're like, banana boy, and they, like, <laughs> shout from across the and he's so just amazing. like, and Chet, like, if for people, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm sure your you- listeners don't know who Chet is, Chet is like an old, grumpy punk rocker, like, he is an <laughs> old grouchy very it's very hard to like get him to sort of like laugh and you know loosen up a little bit but
0: yeah he it has like, a very ooh. dry sense of humor like yeah. very very sarcastic dry but um I yeah I adore I adore him <laughs> um I mean he was really you know the you know the one that in the interview that I was kind of like he's a tough read <laughs> but, I, but I'm but i getting good vibes, you know? <laughs>
1: yes. I totally know. I totally know. Oh, oh my God. gosh. That's hilarious. Well, oh, that's <laughs> banana
0: boy. <laughs> banana boy through and through. I love it. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so I do want to kind of segue into um, talking a little bit about um, maintaining a healthy lifestyle in our industry. Okay. And especially now with COVID, you know, being able to go to a gym is obviously different now. Um, Going to yoga studios, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. For me personally, I do at home yoga pretty regularly. I try to do it at least a couple of times out of the week. Um, I'm four years sober, which is, you know, a huge personal accomplishment for, for me. Um, And these things help me, you know, not only just with my mental health, but also physically being able to work behind the chair with clients 40 plus hours out of the week. And you had touched a little bit about the fact that you're a runner. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I would love if you could elaborate a little bit more on any other health focused activities, um, you know, maybe eating habits, anything like that, um, that you feel like really helps you go 110% of the time because you do, you're, you're always go, 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 go. Um, And so I'd love to get a little bit more, um, you know, insight into, into how you kind of, uh, stay healthy, uh, in mind and body.
1: Oh, it's, it's always a journey, isn't it? It always, always is. Um, you know, there, the taxation is always going to be there, especially from like, if you, you just said like behind the chair, like physically behind the chair, my, body has revolted against me over the years. I think I was probably pre-genetically like dispositioned to it, but the amount of standing that it takes to be behind the chair and working at that pace as many days as I did for extended hours, you know, somewhere around like at least 10, you know, and some days it's 12 hours. Like those are Mm -hmm. long days to be really just planted behind the chair Um, your body and gravity it's tough it's tough and so I actually began running for two reasons I ran because I was dealing with grief and it was a way to kind of get sorrow out on the pavement without leaning into things that I had historically found as crutches in my younger years um but then also, you know, I ended up having to see a cardiologist um, for some very serious health issues. And the the idea then began, like, this is going to help you physically overcome the hurdles that your demanding job is giving you um, to have to actually overcome. And so I use it as a vascular training. I will say, too, like, like you said, yoga. Things where you're like stretching the body because, again, we put so much on our hips, so much on our feet, so much in our shoulders. I mean, really to just stand in one place, like we have such a taxing job. And equally doing things for health and wellness to just – if it's going to check the box of helping you recover from what we give so much to our clients on a physical standpoint – but also what we like uh, mentally give to so many of our clients and then the artistry on the back end of it is this pressure of like kind of that self negating talk like I should have done that color better. I should I, sh- I didn't blend that haircut mm-hmm. enough. I really could have worked better on that graduation like oh my gosh I was running 15 minutes late. Do you think so-and-so is going to be coming back to me because blah, blah 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 and you're just like running that game in your head.
0: Mm -hmm. it's mental and physical, right?
1: It totally is. And so finding things like for me, that is where, like I said, it's like my quiet bubble is when I do run Um, yoga is a fantastic outlet to do that um, as well. Uh, But it's something, whatever speaks to the individual that feels like, okay, I'm getting like some physical, wellness from this but I'm also mentally being able to reset um, I think is that's it's always worth exploring what's right and sometimes that changes too sometimes it changes seasonally like oh it's hot out I can't do that so what am I going to do instead but making um, a schedule of it and and really putting it into that either x amount of times a week If it needs to be a daily thing, then it needs to be a daily thing. I need it to be a daily thing. I am a very, um, I would say, I have a lot of addictive nature. And whatever that is, whether that is, um, again, back on crutches, like I spent a lot of my 20s into 30s being very reckless with needing to um, co- dependent on a lot of uh, mental escapes and it took me being six years sober to kind of open my eyes and then to say I don't really know how to soothe myself and so it took six years to figure out how to do that I'm still working on that but it's six Mm -hmm. years was the moment where I was like I think I have the reins again Mm -hmm. and I always am self again I've said it like I don't even know 20 times by now self-check like that's the only thing is having those healthy inside conversations with your own feelings your own like what does your gas gauge look like Mm -hmm. what is it Mm -hmm. that like are you running from something like sometimes I physically am actually running from something and those are not good runs for me like I use that as a it needs to be cathartic it needs to get stuff out but sometimes mm-hmm. I overdo it again because I am a all in in fifth year more 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 I love having fun. I don't want the fun to stop. I love working really hard. I don't want to end work. I love, you know, this day was so great. I don't want it to end. I'm going to stay up too late. Like that is, I'm excess. And I have had to figure out over the years how to (laughs) rein that in. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, I think I do have a rein, at least a hand on each one of them. Um, At this point, most of what I do. Um, and I know that there's people like, Oh, you have to do it all for yourself. You have to do it all for yourself. I birth two children and I do it for them. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. I need to be the healthiest mom that I can be for those two boys that I just love so much. Like they gave me, they gave me so much more purpose and so much more, control that I cannot be irresponsible and drink myself to sleep because I don't know how to shut my dang brain off and Mm -hmm. then wake up in the morning and be like unable to get out of bed. Like that is, that can't be for me. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that like, you know, I, I did get pregnant both times, you know, in this very like long stretch of, me being like i need to go with nothing in my life as a habit as a distraction as a crutch as a coping mechanism as self harm
0: mm.
1: for me to begin to find myself as who i am today and mm. they did that for me they did that for me so
0: that's yeah. awesome i yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not a mom but i can only imagine you know once once you you like you said, you know, make, make a human, right. (laughs) Actually create this being, um, there has to be a level of selflessness that comes Mm -hmm. with that. Um, and I think it's really great that you've been able to Self check and you know rein in when you feel like you need to and and I'm gonna mm-hmm. an actually quote uh, Sarai who is my previous guest yeah. on the podcast and mm-hmm. reiterate you know does does whatever I'm doing at this point in my life bring value you know mm-hmm. and I think that in your own way you've kind of figured out how to how to ask yourself that um, which is so cool and and we were talking earlier about <clears throat> excuse me about how you know everybody's sobriety journey is is their own you know mm-hmm. you had 6 consecutive years of sobriety and then you were able to like you said to kind of have that you know regain some control um to be able to go out socially and mm-hmm. enjoy yourself um mm-hmm. and still be able to go home to your kids and get a good night's sleep and then mm-hmm. wake up and spend the day with them and still kick ass at the salon and you know be 110% so yeah. again very admirable um and uh I just I really I really have the utmost respect for you yeah. Amber I do <laughs>
1: Same, same. I have so much respect for you. And I I love being able to share so candidly in this way. And I mean, these are, it feels like this is, you know, our normal conversational topic, (laughs) because we definitely, we definitely are both, you know, sharers in that way. And and I'm so happy to be able to kind of put that out there. And I just, I do want to say, though, you're right, everybody's journey, like your journey and, and becoming the best Sammy, you can be is your journey. And it's having people around you to celebrate that. Um, my mm-hmm. journey of being the best Amber I can be is, you know, I'm grateful to have people like you to to kind of cheer me along too, because <laughs> sometimes some of us um, creative types tend to not do that really well for ourselves. And so mm-hmm um, yeah, yeah. So I, well, I, that kinda, think
0: that, mm-hmm, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that kind of takes me into, into my next question as far as, you know, being, being creative people, being in this, um, industry, which does revolve pretty heavily around, you know, partying yeah. and, and drinking. And, you know, we even offer alcohol to our guests, uh, or at least we used to before COVID, right. right. <laughs> don't yeah. really offer beverages anymore. Um, But it it is very normalized within our community specifically. Um, And this is a question that I'm going to ask pretty much every one of my guests that I bring on that's in the industry as far as did you ever feel like the party lifestyle that is so prevalent in our industry negatively impact you? Like, do you think that played a part in you like you said, you know, kind of losing that control and, and um, not having complete uh, self-awareness, I guess, in that time. Yeah. I think we definitely
1: are an industry that does revolve around that. Like everyone wants to see us for an experience and we deliver, right? So we, Mm. We kind of are this like, I don't know, this sort of people come to be like, oh, well, you know, it's the show almost of it of like, you know, people come in and yeah, you want to like wine and dine your clients and like, you know, make them feel super special. And that is a thing. And even, you know, there's been many like really large organizations that you and I are both familiar with that kind of cultivate that like team hang out of like after work meet at such and such or you know and everyone's just like so extra and just <laughs> doing it to death and then like dragging yourself you know to work the next day um, it definitely is cultivated in our industry um, I will say that my experiences with the organizations that I worked with prior to opening so that that did pave my way behind the chair, Um, I am lucky that that wasn't put on me then, because it wasn't really, I worked for, you know, either very, um, you know, smaller, you know, boutique salons, or, you know, corporate, I came from Sassoon, where, you know, at the time and place with working at Sassoon in Scottsdale, it really wasn't, and I was sober then too, so None Mm. of that really peppered into, um, you know, kind of affecting me. I will tell you, it is there if you want it. You can find it, and it is cultivated in our industry. But I would say for me, um, when I was heavily, heavily um, leaning in with alcohol as a crutch, um, was really because I was... um, very, I was, it was like a lack of self-esteem for sure behind the chair that I come home and be mm-hmm. like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good to I'm working around these like amazing people and just like, again, self-soothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So that's how that kind of came for me. And it was more of like that escapism, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm hands down have I seen it where it's like stylist out back like you know just swigging on you know what they just picked up from like circle k and you know maybe like you know a joint in one hand and like a little screwdriver in the other like I've definitely seen that that is definitely prevalent in our industry and I think that it can for those who are drawn to that it is very very um destructive Mm -hmm. it can be very destructive but just the the pressure Mm -hmm. on us all alone I think if you are not um, able to process that correctly and and put boundaries where they need to be and also like give yourself a, a break every once in a while like I couldn't give myself a break and so I didn't want to hear the voices in my head. So if you get drunk enough, you don't hear the voices. And that happened for a long time, a Mm -hmm. long time. And that did very much coincide with being very busy and very, very um, pushed behind the chair for sure. So, Mm -hmm.
0: so I want to touch a little bit about how, I mean, essentially you were kind of having like imposter syndrome, right? That's Mm. like part of, part of why you were kind of coping with, with drinking. And I feel like that's even more prevalent now with social media, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you see all this amazing work all over online. And, um, I guess, do you have any advice to anybody that, you know, might be feeling that way and, and how you were kind of able to overcome that even, I would assume before, social media because you've been yeah. in this for, for a while right yeah so. <laughs> not trying for sure to age
1: you or anything here but I oh, know like. <laughs> I I own every one of those gray hairs I earned right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it um yeah imposter syndrome is whew, it's again, let's go back to I'm still working on it. Like it, it bubbled up for me so hard. Even this last week, it bubbled up for me where I have this like amazing opportunity coming up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I can't believe this thing is going to happen. Like, I cannot believe it. And then I'm so giving myself this like celebratory moment. And then it creeped in. Like, right before I could even get that like last sentence out, like on the inside of my head. And it was like, oh yeah, but like, you're not cut out for this. And I'm like, okay, deep breath. I got to let that out. I just got to let that out and know that... I am working on trusting myself. I'm working on trusting myself. And I have to keep that in my mind always. So social media, Mm -hmm. you're right, is like, it is a thing right now. It's an absolute thing. We are constantly comparing ourselves to everyone. And guess what? They don't have iron socks either. Nobody (laughs) does. Everybody is a mess. Like I this thing that happened this week, I was like, there's no way, like, I'm going to even fit into this lane. It is so far reaching for me. It's so far reaching. And then I was blown away to find out. Oh, my gosh, it's we're on par. We're all just doing the damn best we can. And so I think that if you continue down that negative voice on the inside like it's really easy to lean into that it's really easy to believe that um and sometimes it feels the bad feels good right mm-hmm. I don't know why that is I mean I'm sure there's I'm sure you know there's plenty of you know theories well, in the this easy way. it is yeah,
0: it's the easy way out right yes. you know you 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 can easily self-deprecate, whether it's in a jokingly manner or, you know, you you really don't think you're you're good enough, just as a, a almost like a a cop out, you know. Yeah. But Absolutely. in I mean, in reality, it's like okay, like you said, how how can I take this negativity and kind of make it better and like make it my own and how do I learn from it? Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, like you said, it's a constant journey of learning Mm -hmm. and reeling it in. Um, And especially with social media, for me personally, it's sometimes I have to just put it away. You know, it's it's as simple as just out of sight out of mind you know Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) because then I can't I can't compare myself to somebody else Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's so cool that in in your salon environment I think that you've been able to curate this amazing team of people that really like get inspired by each other and uplift each other instead of Mm -hmm. looking at each other as some sort of competition and that's what I've tried to do in my shop as well and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's you know those type of environments I think are where people like us really, really thrive. And sometimes we do have to just put down social media in it, you know, entirely and just kind of refocus on like what's really in front of us. And yeah. if we didn't nail it, you know, we're all perfectionists, right. In in some way, so mm-hmm. if totally. we, if we didn't nail that toner or that, you know, color application or the timing, like you said, of 15 to 20 minutes running behind mm-hmm. potentially losing a client, you know, we tomorrow's a new day. And we just have to take it in stride and learn from it and try to be as good as we can the next day and Mm -hmm. and move forward. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I think that we're always, you have that like instinct to check yourself by looking around you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it ends up just being so it's distracting because you know what? who everybody who's you know listening and you Sammy and I'll say it to myself too and sometimes it's like the hardest things to say is that like we are amazing we're amazing like mm-hmm. you're amazing I will tell myself right now I'm amazing my team is amazing and that moment right there should be enough to put us into play, into spaces that are going to push us that are gonna make us grow, make us get things that we maybe would have held back from doing and taking that actual step forward to do it. And then as long as we continue with like seeing the success of that happen when we, oh my gosh, I was so scared to do X, Y, and Z, but like I did it and you celebrate that moment it makes that other voice a little bit quieter. It does. So Mm -hmm. I think just giving yourself like, turn up the volume on the voice that is going to actually do good. Take a deep breath, put yourself into areas that maybe you wouldn't have done um, because it isn't the easy thing to do. You know, Mm -hmm. stretching yourself out there. And for every time you have a negative thought or that moment of self-deprecation I tell Chet this all the time when he gets really hard on something whatever it is there's again grumpy and old punk rocker he gets (laughs) there's something I'll look at him and i would be like I need three nice things and I'll and it's a, Mm. a thing that we do because I do it in my own head every time I'm like you are gonna crash and burn on this like you think you deserve you are going to Eat the pavement on this, and that's what's happening in my head. And then I need—I tell myself, "Give me three good things."
0: Yeah, we all need those words of affirmation every now and then.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so I make, you know, I make you know him do that, and yeah, and it's nice to hear it vocally too because you know I think that it's what you put out there and that good intent of being celebratory and giving pats on the back and then within people who you're you know in a relationship with your friends your co-workers whatever that is like you in you know your salon environment me in my salon environment being a cheerleader and learning to do that for others we have to remember what that voice sounds like so we can do it on the inside and mm. I I am just the crappiest at doing it I totally (laughs) am but I'm always going to keep trying because I want to make sure that it's giving me healthy behaviors I'm feeling fulfillment um, in the successes that I'm having and that I can look in the mirror and go you know what yeah I'm really proud of myself today and it's not easy to do it is not easy Mm. to do but you you just we got to do it we have
0: to do it yeah oh you're so amazing thank you so much for that
1: (laughs) you are amazing
0: (laughs) yeah we're all amazing we
1: are (laughs) we all got this we all got this that's that's
0: (laughs) the saying with Richard and I is we got this yeah that's our thing so (laughs) I love that so I have 10 rapid fire questions Uh that I want to ask you so as quickly as you can think of it, I just want it off the cuff. Um, we're going to just get right into it. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Um, invisibility.
0: Okay, number two. Fill in the blank. Being in the beauty industry is? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Share a personal salon experience that brings you pure joy to think about.
1: Oh, my team. Every time my team comes together. Honestly, I know that's so broad. My team. Anything with my team. I just love the crap out of them.
0: I love that. I'm sure they love the crap out of you too. (laughs) Uh, Okay, number four. What would you do for a career if you were not in the beauty industry?
1: I would have stayed in nursing. Okay. I left my nursing career for hair.
0: Crazy fun fact. Cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> What's your favorite brand or company to work with? Favorite brand or company? Oh, Forest for sure. Forest, Forest, I love you. Forest and- Salon Software. Okay, I was going to say I think that's your software, the salon software company. So, cool. Mm-hmm. And if you could collaborate with anyone in the industry creatively, who would that be?
1: Anyone?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Alive or deceased, does it matter?
0: Doesn't matter. So soon. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Number seven, what are you most grateful for today? I am most grateful
1: really for my family. I'm most grateful for my family. Second to that, I'm most grateful that my business survived this craziness because I know Mm -hmm. it's been really, really, really hard on so many people. So I'm grateful for both of those things. And they both are very much who I am.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Number eight, if you could only use one hair product for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: <laughs> one hair product. I would use product, not tool, right? Product one hair product for the rest of my life. I'm really obsessed with shine as my favorite style. It's it we just and not, i'm not literally not just plugging this but <laughs> we
0: just we just
1: i have my hands on this new product that we just created i love it so it's wet dry i mean it's so versatile so shine is my favorite style that's the one
0: i would i would use forever cool scenario number 9 scenario you are crazy busy behind the chair and you only have 10 minutes between clients, so you can't really eat a full meal. What's the power snack that you reach for?
1: Power snack. Um, I have had I have about like six bags and three jars of salsa in my office in the salon. So <laughs> chips and salsa.
0: Yes, a woman after my own heart. <laughs>
1: It is not, probably not the most like powerful of snacks. I mean, one would probably say like, oh, cranberries and nuts, but no, it's chips and salsa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's your power snack. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. So number 10, Mm. if you could see any musician or band dead or alive, who would it be? Mm.
1: Oh my gosh. This is hard. This one's hard. <sighs> Any musician, Ted or alive? Oof. Man, I feel like I'm going to answer and I'm like, oh, I should have said blah, blah, blah. There's like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Any band. You know what? I'm going to say this because we've talked so much about Chet and I. Chet and I walked down the aisle to a Jimmy Eat World song, "Hometown Boys," we love Jim and and the band. And I will say, I would love to see Jimmy Eat World. And we watched them during shutdown with their like you know virtual concert series, and it was so mm-hmm. awesome. But I can't wait to see them when they play again, and things are we're capable of doing it. So I, for yeah. this moment, I'm staring at my my Jimmy Eat world tattoo.
0: My Jimmy Eat world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's so cool. Ah, uh, thank you so much for being on the show with me today and, you know, just taking the time and energy to talk to me. Um, any one last question, I guess. Do you have any advice for like newer cosmetologists either that are in school that are listening or recently graduated um, in, you know, how to kind of break into this industry and uh, make it, you know, a hundred, just a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks to them. First, So my, my answer is going to be thank you to new students who are taking the time to go through training to become cosmetologists. Yes, this career is it's an insane industry to be in and I still take it that was my first word was insane but it's (laughs) so good and it's so rewarding and so fulfilling so thank you to the cosmetologists who are in programs and coming out of programs we need you and then we also need you to don't jump right to it find somebody who you can align yourself with, who's going to give you amazing craft education, real world education, where they can work alongside with you, work on your craft, work on your behind the chair skills, your people skills, and finding a culture of a salon that you can grow with, and then decide what next steps are from there. So find more education, never stop learning. I'm not ever stopping my learning process. I don't know all the things, nobody knows all the things. Keep going, keep grinding, but find someone who aligns with your style, your hopes and aspirations behind the chair. Find them and do not stop wanting to work with them. It took me a full year of harassing Sassoon once a month. They will all tell you this. I was a crazy person until they finally <laughs> until they finally gave me a shot and it changed my career forever. Um, so find what you want and go after it. So so that's what I would say to new new
0: talent coming into this insane
1: world we live
0: in. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So I just want you to kind of plug yourself now. You know, tell uh, my listeners where they can find you on social media or it really, you know, any platform, email, Facebook, whatever. Yes.
1: Um, I'm always up for chats in the industry. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me um, through the salon. It's salon27az on Instagram um or just look us up Salon 27 we are located in mesa um and you can email the salon or you can dm through um instagram um my instagram is method underscore 20 spelled out underscore seven it's not it wasn't very um user friendly but that's what it is um you can link me through the salon that way too and then yeah i would love it if you are looking for more education you know take a listen to one of the episodes, you can find it um, to view on YouTube, um, 27 talks. And um, you can also just listen through Spotify or Apple podcasts um, under there as well. So um, but I'm always I'm always here if anybody has questions or, you know, just want to talk all things hair, like I like doing that.
0: So (laughs) Part of why I love you, we can we can talk for hours.
1: <laughs> Same, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just so honored and so grateful that you asked me to do this, and I think you're amazing, and you're oh, this show is phenomenal. You're gonna do so many incredible
0: things. You really are. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. Well. Until next time, my friend, uh, we'll end it here and stay tuned for our upcoming episode with Presley Poe, episode number four. So until then, uh, Sammy Sue loves you, Amber, and thank you again. Love you right back. I can't thank you enough, Amber. You are a shining light of positivity, hard work, and inspiration. If you want to connect more with Amber, you can find her on Instagram at method underscore 20 underscore seven and 27 is spelled out. Her salon page is at salon 27 AZ. That's salon, the number two and the number seven AZ. And don't forget to check out her amazing YouTube podcast, 27 Talks. Join me next time when I interview the incomparable Presley Poe right here on Sammy's Who Loves Your Hair, the podcast. It's really come full circle having Amber on the show as my second guest interview. We compare notes about being in the beauty industry, finding inspiration for her spring editorial collection, how she juggles being a salon owner, creative director, Product creator, educator, YouTuber, podcaster, wife, and mother. Amber, thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I really appreciate you. Amber, thank you so much again for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate your time and energy. You are such an inspiration to me, and I'm sure so many others, including your amazing staff at Salon 27. To anybody listening in Arizona, I highly recommend that you reach out to Amber and definitely check out her podcast and YouTube channel, 27 Talks. Until next time, friends, thanks for tuning in.